Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO On The Go. A couple of weeks ago, my daughter said that she was waking up every night in the middle of the night because she heard a strange, loud sound outside. Couldn't tell what it was, but it was really annoying. And then one night before going to bed, we both heard the strange sound in the backyard. It was dark, so we couldn't see anything, but we just kept listening. And it was really loud and obnoxious, and it kind of sounded like a dog in the distance. We couldn't figure out what it was. Actually, I'm going to play the sound for you so you could hear what we were listening to. I'm guessing you probably know what that is. We figured out it's some kind of owl, right? You kind of wanted to throw something toward it, but you couldn't see it at night. Um, I wouldn't hurt it, of course. So instead, I got curious and I wondered what kind of owl is this and why is it so vocal at night? So I found this app that can detect bird sounds and tell you what kind of bird is making the sound. It's kind of like that Shazam app that listens to music and identifies the song. So we're pretty sure that it's a barred owl, B-A-R-R-E-D. That's the sound that I was playing from that app so you could hear it. So why so noisy now? And it turns out that it appears to be mating season. So it was probably trying to get some attention. So then I thought it would be fun to play that sound from the app outside to see if the real owl responded. And so I did that and the owl kept hooting And I was terrified that that owl might dive toward me, even though I couldn't see it. And we were all laughing. So why am I sharing this? It's just a great analogy to illustrate the importance of not getting angry when something annoys you, which is most likely going to be some form of human species in your case, especially if you're leading or managing people. Someone will make you mad. You will be frustrated about something. But when that happens, you don't have to lose your control. Instead, get curious. So obviously, anger management or controlling your anger is a huge topic, and we won't be getting into all the different aspects of it that we could cover, because I like to keep these episodes short. But I did want to focus on that key theme of curiosity that can help you deal with anger more constructively, whether you're the type that explodes easily, or you tend to let the anger fester inside. Either way, it's just not a pleasant experience. I'll cover some of the most common categories of scenarios that I see in my work with executives and when I'm working with organizations. And I'll give you a few ideas to consider to make things a little easier when you feel yourself heating up. So let's let's look at four different scenarios. One of the most common scenarios involves leaders who are peers, maybe partners in a firm, owners of a medical practice, C-suite executives in the same organization where they're experiencing some kind of disconnect. In many cases, you can just feel the tension in the room if you've got two partners that aren't getting along. Sometimes both people are vocal about it. Sometimes there's this elephant in the room that no one is talking about, um, which reminds me to mention one of my previous episodes called Addressing the Elephant in the Room. In case you missed that one, I'll include a link to the show notes because that's a popular one that sort of relates to this topic today. 
For example, it could be one of the partners is getting too involved in other areas of the business that he doesn't need to be involved in, kind of micromanaging, crossing boundaries, getting into other people's territory. Or you might have a kind of know-it-all partner that always thinks that she's got the answers, kind of has an attitude about it, doesn't really care how she's perceived by others. Or it might just be that you have a partner who's not doing enough, who needs to pull more weight. They talk about being busy all the time, but they're really not focused on the highest value activities to advance the organization. They're not generating enough revenue. Sometimes I hear an executive pouring out frustration while the other one has no clue about the disruption that he's causing. I remember I was coaching a CEO managing partner who was asking for advice on how to have a conversation with one of his partners who he had been working with for almost 20 years. They were friends. They knew each other really well, but it was tough to address a sensitive issue where one of the partners was making decisions and taking actions that were really detrimental to the firm. So one key thing to remember when you're dealing with peers is that it's helpful to, to revisit some of the basics recreate some of the basic agreements about how you'll be communicating with each other. You might establish regular checkpoints to review how you're doing with the business and how you're doing with each other. I have some clients who do that on a more formal approach. Others operate a little more loosely, whatever works for you. But the key is is to establish regular checkpoints. Another common scenario, number two, of course, is having this anger arise with those that you lead or manage. There's always at least one person that can't seem to get with the program. They may be making obvious mistakes or complaining or just stirring stuff up. The guy that's always coming in late, the woman who spends way too much time on the phone, or it could be just a toxic force on the team. It's easy to get mad in these situations and to allow these things to get worse if they're not addressed. And what you probably experience at some point is just the sound of someone's voice or their presence in the room can become irritating after a while. So you'll need to get curious in that situation. I'll say more about that in a minute. The third category is situations. When you feel like you're getting angry because of a situation, it feels like forces are against you in some way. And here you're not getting angry because of any specific person. It's more about the situation or the circumstances that you're in, feeling like you don't have control. I know that a number of my clients have expressed a lot of anger and frustration during the pandemic because so much has seemingly been out of their control. Expectations of some kind aren't being met. And that's really, you know, at the heart of what drives a lot of anger when expectations aren't met. The last one I want to mention, the fourth category, one of the most dangerous sources of frustration is when you get angry at yourself because you don't think you're doing enough or that you're not making enough progress or you didn't say what you what you thought that you should say. You feel like you missed an opportunity um, or maybe it's that you let someone down or you may even get mad at yourself for being mad, maybe losing your temper, not handling the situation in the way that you wanted to. The list for this category could go on and on. Um, you may be way too hard on yourself, especially if you're a high achieving type. So whether you're feeling angry because of something going on with your peers or with those that you're leading or with the situation or just with yourself, realize that you do have choice about how you respond and that it's okay to be angry. The key is becoming aware of it, noticing it, but not letting that feeling consume you. The more you allow it to fester, the more it will grow. So here, here are three reasons why you should use curiosity to help you move through the anger. One, get curious to understand the real issue. 
You can check yourself by, by going through this series of questioning. Ask, what am I really mad about? And then go deeper because it may seem obvious. Well, of course, I'm mad because this person didn't respond in the way that they were supposed to. Um, ask, why am I mad about that? Why is that important? You know, classic example is if you've made a bad hire um, and you've, you're losing money and you might be concerned that, that you look bad. Why am I mad about that? And you might say, well, I care about our reputation. Why does that matter? Because we want people to trust us. We don't want to lose business. So then you might say, well, what if I did lose business? You keep going deeper with these questions to just help you keep thinking through it. And then here is the pivotal question, the one that I think is really important to help you start the turnaround. And that is, what do you want to feel instead? So maybe in this example, you want to be able to trust employees are doing the right thing, you know, that you did make that hire. Uh, the correct hire with someone who will do the right thing. What would that look like? How might you hire better? How could you make that happen? You start orienting yourself toward what you want, not what's making you mad. This takes a lot of self-coaching, and it's really helpful if you do have a friend or coach or mentor who you can talk it out with. Um, But getting curious to understand the real issue is one element of curiosity to note. The second one is get curious to develop empathy to address the issue constructively. I heard one senior executive that just blasted a bunch of employees on Zoom because they were looking way too casual, which had kind of become the norm during the lockdown. He chewed everyone out in this big meeting, leaving people feeling ashamed, demoralized. Clearly he was angry and that creates a culture of intimidation. I don't know if that was by design. Uh, I don't know a lot about this organization. I just heard this secondhand. There are a lot of other ways that that could have been done so much more effectively, maybe integrating humor of some kind. I would argue that that executive should have been more curious about why people were dressed the way that they were. Had they been given any guidance? Uh, What have they been experiencing during the pandemic working from home? I'm guessing it hasn't been easy for them. So turn anger into empathy by becoming more curious. And then finally, The third point about curiosity, get curious to understand yourself better and what works for you, which of course, I guess is why you're listening. When you're really angry, take a pause. Don't react too quickly. And I suggest you let it out and or let it in. You let it out by talking out the issue with someone that you trust, or you do something to release that tension in your body, like taking a quick walk. Um, A lot of my clients like to golf, or they'll head to the batting cage. Um, I like exercise. I like running or kickboxing, doing something really physical. Speaking of boxing, some of the executives that I work with got themselves a little punching bag that connects to their desk just for fun. So whatever you need to do to let it out is is something uh, that can help you just not taking it out on other people. And then by let it in, I mean, accept that it's there. Don't try to fight it so much. You could also try breathing meditation. That's a great way to just kind of let the emotion pass through you. It can ultimately be calming. Keep in mind that you can't go from extreme anger or frustration Uh, into, you know, quiet and calmness, you know, just, okay, I'm going to meditate now and try to uh, flip that switch. It just doesn't work that way. You might try other techniques like listening to music that can help you become more calm. There are lots of good apps out there for that. You might try talking to yourself, saying things like, I can be calm. I can work through this. Um, It's important to pay attention to psycholinguistics and using that language of possibility. 
um, telling yourself that, that you can do that, whatever works for you. And even writing it down, studies show that writing down what you're feeling is really powerful as well. It's easy to have a short fuse when you feel stressed to begin with too. So it almost goes without saying that you should be uh, constantly looking for ways to reduce your stress to help minimize the chances of being more angry around other people. Remember that we're human, so we have negative emotions. Anger is just one of them that doesn't feel good. But if you crank up your curiosity, you can create more calmness and control over yourself so that you can be a positive influence with your peers, those you lead, and situations that challenge you, and hopefully you can be more kind to yourself. So stay curious. As my new night owl friend would say, that's a wise thing to do. I'm curious to know what you're finding most frustrating now in your work uh, and how you're dealing with it. You can go to CEOonthegopodcast.com to leave a message there. You might also try that voice message feature on the site. That's kind of cool. Would love to hear your voice. Or of course, be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. I've got some more guest interviews coming up soon that I know that you'll like. So I look forward to those. I hope you have a great week filled with curiosity and calmness doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time.